0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 91 of the Galen Trombley Show. I have Mike Foote um, of State Farm here, um, got local guy in Plattsburgh. Um, I met Mike probably a year ago, maybe a little bit less, yeah. r- roughly about a year ago. And we're kind of in the same little business networking group. Good dude. Um, so we have him here. So, Mike, welcome. Thank you, sir. And uh, for anybody that does not know you, give us, again, kind of the elevator pitch, background story of how you got to 2020, Mike Foot.
1: Yeah, uh, Mike Foot Stay Farm obviously uh, opened my office in Lake Placid back in 2007, and opened a second location here in Plattsburgh in probably 2017. I sort of fell into that; it was a weird circumstance, um, and just recently moved the office over to uh, Route Three, right across from the uh, Northway exit. In the
0: old uh, kayak shack building, old kayak shack. So how? Because I, I looked at some of the photos, because I just. I just realized you guys were like on social media, so I've started following all the pages. So now yeah. I've kind of seen a little bit of the office, a lot of red. Um, is it just kind of that big open area? You got it's a, a, it's
1: of- a big open area. So, so the old office was very kind of cut up, um, sort of antiquated, and I wanted sort of a new look and a new feel. And so, yeah, we moved into there. I looked at the space originally, and I'm one of those guys who just has no, I'm not good at envisioning <laughs> how something should look um my wife is fortunately and she saw it and thought yeah this would make a great office so i hired a place to sort of do a layout for me. And it is a
0: killer big open space. Do, do you have door entrance from both sides of the both, building? Yeah. So that's an So nice like, people too. can park in the back and walk in one way or the other. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it's great. Because the, the one thing, like when you go to Champlain National Bank there, it's like a cluster because it's just like it's a lot of traffic through there. And it's yep. like if you're constantly having to go in that front and then back. Because um, I always swing out that backside by La Quinta. like you're Absolutely, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy way to get in Yeah. Not. So, um, okay, so 2007 you opened up the insurance Was that kind of a weird time to open it up? Kind of like recession time, or is insurance different than a lot of things?
1: I mean, we are not as susceptible to you know down markets as a lot of businesses are. Like people still kind of always need insurance. That being said, it, it can affect us. You know, I do a lot of life insurance, and people really. Tend not to buy a lot of life insurance if it is in a down market. They'll, they'll get it; it's just a little bit harder to get it. Um, but no, so I opened rate right before the recession. So really, recession hit kind of hard in two thousand eight. Um, Lake Placid's a bit of a bubble as far as the housing market. Like people are consistently buying houses, but we certainly weren't seeing people, you know, adding a second car or upgrading their car. Um, so th- that affected us a little bit. I'd say. You know, really, the weird part was I, I moved to Lake Placid. Like, I did not know a single person in that town. I was so. Where are you from? Glens Falls. And that's where you like born, raised. Born, raised. Went to college out in Syracuse. I ended up back in Glens Falls after college. Um, and I was just sort of like looking for a new di- new gig. I I always joke I'm one of those guys that's somewhat unemployable. Um, so I kind of have to work for myself. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for something new. I got hooked up through State Farm. And they were originally trying to get me open in Saratoga market, but I don't know. I just, I always wanted to be so upstate. You were an insurance prior? I was not. I had no previous insurance experience. As a matter of fact, my dad was an insurance agent growing up. And as a kid, I can remember saying, I never want to do that job. <laughs> and, same. I was saying real estate. yeah. I am doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And I dig it. I love it. So,
0: so what, what, what got you into insurance?
1: So kind of a chance meeting, honestly, I was, I was living in Saratoga. Um, I happened to meet. This other couple, one time, me and my girlfriend at the time were out to dinner. We started talking to this other couple. She was like the vice president of the Northeast for State Farm and she recruited me. Um, I mean, that was literally it. It was just it a dinner, started. chance encounter. Chance encounter. Now, where were you before? Um, I used to work for a newspaper out of Glens Falls called The Post Star.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um advertising advertising yep so this was the first time you opened up your own place cuz you were obviously you were employed at that point with somebody you were an employee
1: yeah so th- that being said i had my dad had retired from insurance and he had opened up a at the time it was called a mailbox etc um now known as ups stores so i watched him and my sister kind of open that together um so i sort of had a feel for what it took you know i saw how hard he worked and uh, the hustle that he had to put in that every day, so I, I got to see that aspect of it, and I thought, man, yeah, maybe I could do this.
0: So, so like State Farm, you guys, are, you're a franchise, but you're independently owned and operated. Or no, is it kind so of it's, it's
1: an odd setup. So we're not we're not technically a franchise. I'm just an independent contractor that's allowed to use the State Farm name.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you're, w- when you're talking about running your own business, like you have two offices, you're running everything day to day. Like you're you're the head person, both of them. You're running payroll. You're running you know decisions. You're just like, you're kind of like, like I would be just running all the day-to-day small details that people don't even think about, like taking out the trash all the way up to... I literally to just cleaned the toilets before I got here. Yeah, like yes. cl- cleaning, like, or closing a big deal or something like that.
1: Absolutely. Like, yeah, so I, so, I do it all from payroll to, yeah, like I just clean the toilet, I'll shovel the sidewalks, but, but I still do... Not as much as I used to, but I still do a lot of the coding myself. I'm face-to-face with customers a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: do, I mean, do you, that's stuff you, like, look forward to, right? The hustle of just the day-to-day, just craziness. Thrive on it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, like, a normal, like give us a normal day. Give us a rundown. Normal week. I say, and I use normal loosely, but give us kind of an idea what, you know, Monday through Friday looks like or even just, a, you know, a.m. to p.m. kind of thing.
1: Sure. I, w- I would say, first and foremost, there is no normal. Like, you know, I I pretty much have a set schedule. It's not set from week to week. So I sort of change my schedule of where I'm going to be based on, is there people out of the office? Are are people on vacation? Do I have an appointment at a certain place on a certain day? Um, And then I have someone that kind of helps me with that scheduling. And honestly, she tells me where I need to be on any given day. So the usual routine is, I always spend Sunday afternoon in the office. That's like a day where I can go in, no one's around. I do pour myself a glass of uh, bourbon. But I spend that, you know, usually an hour or two every Sunday in the office sort of catching up and making sure that I'm walking in Monday with a clean head. Um, I do a Monday morning meeting. So that's where where I prep for my team meeting every Sunday. And then I always look at, okay, here's where I'm supposed to be on any given day. Here's my appointments. I I mean, I live by a calendar, you know, so every night before I go to bed. I look at what I have going on the next day. I usually look at it the next morning, which is stupid because nothing's going to change from when I went to I'm, sleep. To I'm when the I woke same. Up. I can't help it like that. That's what keeps me successful.
0: So, I, I so the, when I always tell people when people are like, oh, you're always on your phone. If I'm on my phone, it's not like, yes, I'm like anybody else to check Instagram and things like that. But um, at the end of the day, majority of the time, I'm looking at my calendar if I'm not responding to a text or something like that, I very rarely do email on my phone. I just, I'd just i rather just wait and do email. I can read emails, but I'm not really responding. Text, same thing. My calendar, though, all day, every day, I'm looking at it. I'm like one of those neurotic, like, am I missing something? Am I missing something? Am I missing? But the good thing is I very rarely screw up my calendar, but I'm kind of the same as, like you said, what, Sunday afternoon this past I've been trying to play golf on Sunday mornings, like early, early to get back with like the kids and, and my wife. But this past one, I, I came here at five in the morning and I stayed till like 11. I had six hours this past Sunday and I just got a bunch of stuff done. Cause again, like you said, there's something, as much as we love the hustle and like the running around, it's like the quiet six, four, five, six hours, two hours, whatever it is, where there's no distractions. It's like the most peaceful time. Had a cup of coffee, got a, you know, had a Starbucks, had it sitting here, I was ready to go. Have and, a
1: bourbon, man, It's all right.
0: I got well. It was, it was it was uh about five six in the morning. So, but it's <laughs> again like a.m. p.m. Maybe if I you know just the late night never ended. I probably would, but uh, I think there's something to kind of clear your head and get that you know back back to recalibrate for Monday.
1: If if like, I don't do my Sunday in the office, mm-hmm. I, like I feel off on Monday morning. Like I feel it's just a bad way to start my week.
0: Where's your office in
1: Lake Placid? So. You know where the ski jumps are? Mm-hmm. About a quarter mile north of there, headed into town. So right across, there's a the Marriott hotel. I'm right across the road
0: D- near Big, Big Slide.
1: Yeah, just up the road a little bit from Big Slide. Going
0: closer to Main Street, closer
1: to town, like close to the corner. Oh, okay, store. okay. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah like a little deli there. You got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, killer spot. Like I have. I, I honestly, we drove, by, we drove probably three weeks ago. We drove by. I just, I never knew where your office was. Yeah. So I just totally. We were like, go to Big Slide. Like we just. Yeah. So, um, so okay, so like in a, a week. Like again, are you, you're working a lot with clients, or or not so much with people. You said you still do a lot of face-to-face. Oh, for sure.
1: Like that, that's uh, that's the most enjoyable part mm-hmm. of my job is getting to see clients. You know, it's such a, a a broad array of people that I get to talk to on a daily basis, and hands down, that's my the, my favorite part of what I do. Um, it's 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 tougher, you know, going back and forth between both offices. So I'm, you know, I really try. I don't try. I do a pretty good job of splitting my time evenly between both offices, you know, during the hours we're open. Uh, I'm always working. I mean, Saturdays I'm, I'm checking email, calling people if I have to Sundays, I'm working evenings. I'm usually working, but as far as like the hours posted hours that were open, I really do a good job of splitting 50 50 between each office. So how is it having two offices? Um, it's a challenge But it's a really fun challenge. You know, they're an hour apart. It's a a little bit easier in the summers because my wife and I live out on Silver Lake, which is about halfway between both offices. Mm -hmm. So so that helps a lot having that. Um, It makes it a little bit harder in the winter because where we live is in Lake Placid most of the time. Um, We're looking to build a house in Silver Lake, so that will hopefully soon be rectified. But there's a lot of times where if I have to do and I'll try to schedule two days in a row uh, here in, Lake Plat- or, uh, in Plattsburgh, And I'll just stay in a hotel for the night instead of drive back and forth.
0: So when, so you have a place in Placid?
1: Like a house in Placid? No, I have an apartment above the office. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. literally like live above. So for the first two years I was open, I lived in the office. Like no joke, back corner of the office. Do you own the building? I own the building. Okay. Yeah, so, so the back corner... I had, which is my office now, I've expanded and made that into my office, but that was my bedroom for two years. I literally lived in the office. Like you heard people joking lo- about that. I like, love it. I legit did it.
0: I, I, if I didn't have a wife and kid, I think I would live here. Yeah. And that. I know it sounds crazy. I got a couch. I have a bathroom. Like I'm a very basic kind of, kind of dude. Like I'm, me too. I, think I live we're, very simple. Yeah. I think we're both the same. Like I need my work stuff and then I'm, I'm pretty chill. Um, so like on Silver Lake, do you live like right on, like I, I've been to Silver Lake probably twice, which I, you know, cause again, it's kind of like that divide where it's getting a little more out of our market, more of the Lake Placid market. Yeah. Have been to Silver Lake a couple times, but it looks, it's just kind of like, it doesn't go all the way around, right? Just like loops or does it go all the way around the, all Silver Lake? You're like talking house, about like a road? Like houses. houses.
1: Oh no, no. So yeah, the whole. West,
0: like are you right on the water?
1: Right on the water. Okay. And the whole West end of it is like forever wild or private land that's never been developed.
0: That's the far end.
1: That's the far end. Like going towards Whiteface.
0: Gotcha. So when I went to Silver Lake, I took a left and mm-hmm. went down the left side of the water. So not yep. where the campsite is, but over on the left. So you're down that stretch.
1: Um, If you're looking at the lake where the campsite is, we're on the right.
0: Okay. So you're across the way. It's a so, north shore. North yeah. So I was on the south part. Okay. Yeah. M- makes sense. So that was the first time I went because I, we've, I've spent some time on Fern Lake, which is, I yeah, think, a, beautiful. a little smaller. Yep. But it's, it's, um, it's more round where Silver Lake's longer, right? Yeah. It's, it's a glacial l- lake. It's um, kind of like dug Outlet by a glacier. So what? what's it? I mean, do you drive you boats and stuff on there? Oh, yeah. Silver Lake? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Do you rip, rip boats out there? Jet skis like you guys? We have a boat. Yeah. yeah. A little so, 19 foot. But that's where you take it out on, on uh, Silver Lake? Yeah. I keep it docked right there. Nice. The, the best
1: part was my wife and I had never, neither of us ever owned a boat. We didn't know how to drive a boat. <laughs> we bought this thing. So it was really like, we just kind of learned how to drive a boat. Now, where's your wife from? She's from Morse. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um. Yeah. Born and raised in Morris, has lived here her whole life. I actually met her because she did commercial insurance and used to insure the guy that owns the building before I bought it.
0: Oh, so she was. You met her up here. Yeah. I oh, so 2007 you came up here you by yourself. Well, was, I guess hence the reason you were living in your office by yourself. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. nobody. Single like dude. I, just yeah, yeah. I just up. And you're what? 30. You said.
1: I was 30 at the time. Yeah. I yeah. was. I had been living in Saratoga. Um very different lifestyle coming up here yeah. from Saratoga to here. Uh and yeah, I but it, you know, I could live in the back of the office, I could live minimal. I was working 60, 70 hours a week. Well, that's so. I'm 30. I'm like, I would do it all the time. Yeah, I did. Without that doubt. I have no kids. I mean, literally the focus was getting the office going. That's crazy. Yeah, it was I, wild,
0: man. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So um so you moved up. Okay, we got all that out of the way. Um now from a standpoint of Managing people and that's something that's new to me. You've been doing it now for, I mean, 2007, did you open? You were just solo or did you have people? Did you have staff? Oh no,
1: yeah, it's staff right off the bat. I actually hired people a month before I opened and this was back when you could still telemarket. And, yeah. s- and so I literally hired him a month before, had them trained, ready to roll. We were already reaching out to people to like to be able to run quotes the day we opened.
0: Oh wow, okay. Which was February 1. So how did that work, hiring people on having a payroll before you had income
1: sucked. I mean, it was hard. I
0: mean, yeah. Like how did that, like how did did you have a
1: business loan? Did you like, no, like I literally dumped and I I tell people don't do this, but I literally dumped a 401k. I mean, Oh geez. Okay. Like I dumped everything to, to get this started. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you did have some personal capital into it.
1: Oh, yeah, a ton of personal. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's. So I was wondering, that, that like, how did you start paying
0: people if, like, day one opened
1: the door? And, like, I got no customers. Dumped a 401k. No oh, shit. Okay. So, I mean, the nice part was, it was like, I didn't show, I had no income for two years. So mm-hmm. I wasn't getting whacked too bad on the 401k because I, I personally wasn't. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was like living like a college kid. I was like eating ramen noodles and. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: the, the early days. So, okay. So, <laughs> so how has that been, like, um, managing people? Because that's a big thing that, that's the hardest thing. Um, I think you're like me. Like if I had to say you had to rely on yourself to do the work, I'd be like, fine, done. Like I can do it. Yeah. But then it's like trying to manage whether they're agents or whether they're staff or whoever at your office. Like how have you found that? Has that been something that became easy to you? Was that hard? Has that evolved a lot? Has it been more challenging now you have two offices?
1: I, I'll say this. I'm. If you had asked me in 2007 the hardest part about owning a business, I would say employees. I imagine that's going to be my answer in thirty years from now too. I mean, I mean, I think that's probably the biggest challenge is finding the right people, training them, and, and then keeping them there. I mean, keeping them engaged. I, I've been very fortunate over the course of my career that I've, I mean, my staff right now is killer. Yeah. Um, I've always had pretty good people, uh, but but that certainly is, I would say, the hardest part. I'm I'm in a better position now where I can. I can pay a little more, you know. I have a 401k program. I offer health insurance, so I've been able to evolve and I put a lot back into my employees. But mm-hmm. yeah, dude, like no question, that's the hardest part of doing this.
0: Yeah, and that that's something that I keep like a lot of my notes. I was going through, and we're, we're kind of in a weird industry. Like our fiscal, I not our fiscal year, but our basically our calendar year. I look at November 1st to November 1st because real estate's an eight about an eight week close. Put something under in November, the chances it closes before the end of the year are pretty slim. It's sure. probably going to be like 2021. So, right about now, I start doing like, I readjust my goals every year. So, I have like a one, a three, a five, a 10, a 20, Same 30. Way. Yeah. So, then I'm like, okay, one year goal, which is funny to look at because you look at last year's, you're like, shit, like, okay, done, done. Wow. Okay, done. Like, yeah. and it's cool. So, then you just recalibrate a little bit and you readjust based off of like, I was looking at numbers and it's like, where I expected to be like, I'm a very patient person when it comes to goals. Meaning my, like my goal for 10 years was to be the top agent in our market. I set that goal as a 20 year old. I'm like, how the hell am I going to do it by the age of 30? Well, like right now I'm, that's where I am. And it's like, I look at that and it's like 10 years is great. But then it's like, okay, now I want to do the same stuff, same thing with our office. And I have a goal for that. And it's a long-term goal. And I start looking at the numbers I'm like, fuck, like we're, ahead of, of pace, which is awesome. Um, but it's, I love the, I love the redoing the number thing because it allows me to look at stuff and then really start to plan out what our new norm is like, okay, now we have, I have an assistant this year. I didn't have an assistant last year. So now was like what does she now leverage me to do next year, which is insane, which so from a, from a standpoint of like goals, like, are you a goal? And cause I know you talked about writing goals. Are you like, you always trying to like, what are you, I guess, what are your goals? What do you like try to do with your company? Are you a big, you know, growth guy, kind of guy want to grow, 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 or do yeah, you just man. want to double down and get better at what you do? Like stay the same size, but just get better. Or do you just like, listen, I just want to keep growing.
1: Yeah. I'm all about growth. Like, yeah. so, so, um, you know, when I moved into the the Lake Placid market, there was no agent there. state state farm had a little bit of a foothold, but you know, we always look at household penetration. What is our household penetration? I've raised that household penetration by myself by 15%. I mean, that's a big deal. Um, And, you know, yeah, I I imagine there's going to be a point where I'm not going to have it in me anymore to, like, run like I am now. Um, But I, as of right now, I mean, I'm like you. I'm goal-oriented. I do a business plan still every single year. Um, I revisit that business plan at least once a month to make sure I'm sort of on time. But I also have to be able to, like move nimbly like we just took a massive rate reduction so I didn't foresee that when I did my business plan last year so now I'm you know kind of doubling down on marketing to make sure that we're taking advantage of getting that rate reduction in front of potential clients so um yeah and then on top of that I do the same thing I have like a five-year tenure it's nerdy as hell yeah but uh, I don't care man like I, it helps me like I, even minute details like every single night I go through my list and I cross off what I've got done and I create a new list. So every morning when I come in, I'm like, there's my list. I know I'm employed. I got stuff
0: to do. <laughs> Just go down? Yeah. I, I try to, I get to get better at my day-to-day list. I have ideas what I want to do between like my to like my stuff on my my CRM, my stuff on my email, my stuff on my like notes. And I, I start, usually I sit down and I'm like, okay, I need to get through this. I need to get through this. I need to get through this today. So I was like kind of on schedule, but the problem is like, our business goes every which way. Like yeah, my my definitely. day could be thrown off by a client being on the phone for twenty minutes. Sure, and, and like it's like fuck. Like okay, and like and that's the, that's the hard part is I try to get all this stuff done. And of course, I'm very open. I love structure, but I'm so adaptable that if things happen. I'm just like screw it, I'll just roll. I'll find spot. You
1: know, I'll find time. Same and way, you man. have to. I think you know, like I'll get a client that calls me like I just got in a car accident. Yeah. My house just got fire. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's my focus then for that day. Like all that shit I had on that list yeah. <laughs> is either going to get delegated to somebody or I'm just going to figure out wh- what can I push till Sunday?
0: Do, do you fo- do you do a lot of, yeah. So is Sunday, hundred percent, you're like on
1: business day. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the day where I'll catch up on stuff. I just couldn't get time during the week. More importantly, I want to come in Monday to like, Okay, I got my team meeting. Here's what we're discussing in the team meeting. And I know that I'm starting my desk clean for whatever craziness is going to start. Is your desk clean? Totally.
0: Clean. I mean, like, if I look at your desk, like, if you look at my desk right now, I got, like, a pad of paper, a computer, my phone. Dude. My AirPods. Yes. Uh, no, Like, it looks f- kind of like that. My goal, and I, I got pissed the other day because I had three coffee cups on the side of my table. I had, like, I'm like, what, what the hell? So I ended up taking everything off and, like, organizing everything. Throwing stuff in a pile over there because I'm like, I just don't want it in where I'm working. My, I want my workspace to be as clean as possible, where it's basically a notepad, a phone, and a computer. If I can do that all day long, I'm good.
1: I am hyper type A with that stuff. Yeah. My desk is clean. My emails, you know, I see people with like hundreds of emails. Yeah. Dude, I usually maybe have the most in my inbox is 10. I handle it. I get it done. I move on. I delete it. Like, I have to do that.
0: Do you put my problem with emails? I. I know this is crazy. In about a week span, I went from like 10 to 50 back to like three. And the email thing kills me because part of it is my email is like my to-do list. So like I'll email stuff to myself.
1: I do the same thing. I text myself. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Screenshot,
0: email, like whatever. So the problem is I get there and like some of the stuff I have down is like stuff to do and I just haven't had time to do it. Like you know, and, and it's to do stuff, but it's been in there for like two weeks yeah. because like I just don't have time to get to it, but sure. I want to make sure it's not like I'm pushing it off. So because I really have no place to push that off, my email is kind of where things just filter in, and then Nick's usually going through a lot of my stuff throughout the day, kind of getting it down. So like right now, it's probably around twelve. My goal is zero, but that's
1: dude. I have an inbox, a sub inbox that's labeled Sunday, and if it's something that comes in Ooh, during like the week that. that I can push, I. I get it right off my email. I push it over. See, this is what
0: I need. So you have like a, we have a sub weekend inbox.
1: Yeah. It's like literally a Sunday. That's, that's literally what the, the, the folder is called Sunday. So if it's something that comes in on a Wednesday and I know I can push, I'll put it over in Sunday. now, if I get time during the week, I'll go through my Sunday, you know, through the folder, but I generally wait and Sunday I go in and that's when I handle all that stuff.
0: Oh, I love this. I'm going to totally seal that. It's helpful. Yeah, because I'm saying like half the stuff in my to do list. I'm like, I, I know I won't do that now, but I can do it Sunday. Right. I love that. Okay. Yeah, you know,
1: Sunday there's there's no phones ringing. No. I I don't have any of my my team members coming in to ask me questions. Like it, it's literally quiet time where I can I can. Is get this more
0: like sleep. Placid for you? Or Do you go to Plattsburgh? Vault. You know, just bounce around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my my thing is like Sunday morning. If I come in Sunday morning, it's usually early. Like I'm like a five six a.m. guy. Yeah. Get here will work till probably 10, 30, 11, depending, like, go back and kids, kind of see the kids mid-morning and through the day. So I like that, though, because that's p- part of my problem is I want every night to have zero inbox, and if that has, like, eight on Sunday, that's fine. Like, that's not that much to go through.
1: I, I generally, Sunday, okay. I'll turn on, this is my guilty pleasure, is uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. I don't know why the hell I like it, but I do. I put that on, and, like, I leave that on while I'm doing my work. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, my, reruns? That's my Sunday evening routine, yep.
0: Yeah! Wow! Because okay.
1: America's Funniest Videos is on every Sunday from seven to eight. Now you know.
0: Oh, so you go, you go late at night?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, I usually go in around like six. I'll go. I'll go.
0: You know. Oh, I, th- I thought this was like a one, two in the afternoon, like during football kind of thing. No, usually in the evening.
1: Sunday afternoon, a, I like want to get out and do something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. I wasn't tra- or, you know, yeah.
1: Swimming out in the boat, skiing. I like on. So this Sundays. this is
0: just your like evening re- recap. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Which explains the bourbon. Explains. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So. Um. So um, you said so you, fishing. That's a big thing for you, or no? It's like which like what's your hobbies? Because I know like you said you ski, you fish, yeah, fishing you, and
1: skiing. For those are my two biggies. On um, Silver Lake. No, Silver Lake is terrible fishing. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's not good. Um, out that way, I like fishing over at Taylor Pond. There's a good yep. uh, landlocked salmon in there. Uh, I like to fly fish. Not real good at it, but I'm I like doing it. And then um, I actually started ice fishing a couple years ago. And if you had told me that I was gonna like ice fishing. Well, you know, 20 years ago, I would have laughed in your face. Do you
0: have a, sh- a shanty?
1: Yeah, I got one of those little pullover. Do, do, like it's what do you name.
0: have like like, do you have a heater in there you oh like- yeah I
1: keep a little mr buddy heater i mean there's days i'm in that shanty and it's you know negative 10 out and i'm in a t-shirt sitting there i got little that's windows so i can check my tip-ups on either side it's great a great way to spend the day. i bring a book i read a book in there it's awesome really yeah. <laughs> so like what, what do you do you
0: just read a book wait to the like just keep checking once it goes up just don't go and get
1: even it. care if i catch anything to be yeah. honest with you yeah it's just hanging out yeah it, it's sometimes nice and then i'm in a, a club with a bunch of guys too and those are fun days too because we'll you know we'll fish all day on saturday and everyone's hanging out partying it's fun yeah that's it's awesome yeah it's a good it's a good it, way to spend a Saturday
0: um it, so this is always on Lincoln pond for the most part is that kind of the I, uh,
1: Lincoln I've never really fished too much we fish on a, a pond from the camp called butternut but I play fish on Champlain I mean we oh we, butternut off the highway yeah really okay yeah, yeah. yeah so we fish there um we have access to it and then yeah we come to Champlain I mean we go all over the place man that's crazy it's fun it's because um, I don't ski on the weekends usually I try to ski like I'll pick a day Plus during the week, not during the. Yeah, that's why.
0: So, like when? So, skiing, you're white face guy.
1: White face, yeah. Like I get a season pass there every year.
0: Like how, how many? Like do, Monday through Friday, you ski every day.
1: Oh hell no! No, I just don't have the time. My well, so last year I didn't at all, um, just because it was like that was really the first full. year. You didn't year. go skiing at all. I think I skied once. Really? Yeah, I, I cross countryed last year more than downhill, but I was just too busy. I mean, I had, it was the first year really cranking both offices. Um, I had big goals that I set for myself that I was just intent vision. on getting. Yeah. Like I didn't care about anything else. So like, w- would you go
0: skiing if you were to go skiing in the, during the week, like Thursday. when, Thursdays when you go,
1: I get there like first tracks. I'm oftentimes waiting in line, you know, before lifts are running and I'm usually back in the office by like, if, if it's bad conditions, I'll be back in the office by 11. If it's good one o'clock.
0: This is Lake Placid office. No. Also, it could be Plattsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, so me and a couple guys, we were going up for every other Wednesday. I know same run. So like we did that. We we were those guys. Like it was eight thirty. The chairs open. That's it. And so it's tough
1: for me to go Wednesdays because I'm in a networking group in Lake Placid. That's what you said because I we're asked in the, you to we're come. In and, the Thursday. I'm in the Thursday group here, and then I got the Lake Placid yeah, on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. So I I uh, no, it'd be great if you could ever join us. But it's uh, maybe we'll bounce off. Maybe we'll change the dates or go Thursday. I don't know. But like we. We had so much fun. Oh, Jared went, bro. Yeah. So we had we had a blast. And I'm not the greatest skier, but it was so fun. Like if I can go skiing and just my thing is if I can go skiing from 8:30 to about 10:30 because we pack about 10:30, we're usually back to town about 10:30 10:45. If I can do two hours of skiing, not get injured, I'm good. Like I'm not a fast Freak. dude. I'm just like I want to go top to bottom, have some fun, kind of just play where I'm I'm capable of going. Maybe Same way. maybe challenge myself a little bit, but. Yep. Um, there's something like adrenaline, there's like an adrenaline rush, like early in the morning. And then like the rest of the day, I'm just like, on cloud nine, dude. Like I, I feel like I can tackle the, like, I
1: love the days I'm leaving there and people are just getting there. I know. I, like you missed it, man. Like yeah. <laughs> this morning was the good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm rolling there's out still powder load. on it. Yeah. People are just like walking in. I'm like, nah.
0: So, so that, well, that happens when I go golfing, like we'll go tee off at like six in the morning and we're done by like nine, nine thirty, and we're like going to our cart and people are like standing on the first tee box. Waiting to go on, there's like four or five carts deep, and I'm yeah. like, we ran down to hit the ball, and we never stopped. Like yeah. we never, we, like there's a benefit to getting up early in the morning, there's just something getting to be it done. Said
1: about early mornings, I agree. Everybody like, like, does it, and even ice fishing. You know how many times I'm like walking on the ice, and it's still dark out. Yeah, it's the like, best. Like lines are in as soon as the sun's coming up. That's it's the best, the best feeling. I agree.
0: Because you just, it's like I feel like I'm maximizing the day. Even if I get to that night and I'm exhausted, it's like great. I'm so tired at nine nine thirty. I can go to bed at nine thirty, and I yeah. feel great because the next day I can get up early again. The problem, like. By far, like the last couple of days have been up like fairly early and out of the house before like seven. And I love it. Yeah. Like, like I'm just one, it's like if I stay till like eight, why am I staying at the house till eight? Like I can go out, I can be at the office, I can be doing something else at seven in the morning. But uh skiing's like the one thing that I finally got into. I bought my first set of skis last year. I know. So it was like, but again, it's I like it, but I'm getting used to it. And my sure. thing is like I get neurotic with it. So I'm like, okay. I'm skiing, I'm not just gonna go down. I'm like, okay, well, how What's my technique? I'm like watching people. I'm like, what is that guy doing that's so good? Or why is this old dude like flying by me? What's his technique? Because here I am like a fairly coordinated kind of person. Like I think I'd be okay. I'm terrible. Like I'm terrible at skiing. Like I can get down the mountain. My skis aren't together. My like, I'm too much body probably. Too much like, I don't know. It, it's like, there's so much to skiing. I'm watching yeah. YouTube videos on how to ski. and watching YouTube videos on how to turn, which is I've a lot of it. I've skied
1: for 30 years and I'm still, if I'm by myself consciously like figuring out, okay, if I change this a little bit, cause it changes too. If you get a new set of skis.
0: Yeah. I haven't had You're that problem yet, but
1: man, like, so, so, you know, you get a new pair of skis and all of a sudden, no, yeah, I got to change this up a little bit. Yeah.
0: Cause I see some of these kids and like, or adults and they are flying down these, like I have one friend and, uh, I've been on the skyward once in my life. I went great run. Was, well, it was chamber ski day and I went, this is okay. So this is my first time at Whiteface. Go. I've always skied Titus. Which Titus is nothing compared to Whiteface. Oh,
1: Gray Mountain though, man, I liked it. I yeah, love it. Like so we fun.
0: we went this past year with my uh, my wife and my two sisters, and it was just like had some fun, had a couple drinks. It's yep. not hard. It's just more like chill and a beautiful day. So we ended up. Oh. I went to Whiteface. This was two years ago. Chamber ski day. Never been to Whiteface. I'm like, what am I doing? So first run Excelsior. Scary when you get to the top, sometimes yeah. So like top. go down little Whiteface, Damn. hit down Excelsior, do the whole thing, and. I think I made it down without falling. And I'm like, it's pretty good considering like some of the, it's not a hard run, but like, if you're not used to those turns, Check. you're like, oh man, okay. I'm like, I'm here. I'm, I'm like, on am brink of falling. So I do that one. Next one we do, I think we go down like a blue diamond or a blue uh, square. So I'm like, all right, I'm like fine. I can do that. Do another one. Then we're like, let's try black diamond. I'm like, okay, like let's buckle up here. So was fine. Went down all these runs, totally fine. Haven't fallen all day, which for me, that's like a, if I can, it's kind of like a, playing golf and not taking a drop shot like I have a penalty like yeah. if I can get through big win yeah if I can not fall I'm doing well so then we go we go down we go in and have lunch of course we drink a couple IPAs feeling good then we're like let's go up to the top and there's five of us two of the girls was with us it was me two guys and there's two girls they didn't want to go which I should have stayed with them but so I go up with these two guys both better skiers than I do you know uh, buck bobbin
1: oh yeah yeah I do know buck. okay buck and then yes. Adam, Adam Crosley God, I know Adam. Insurance guys.
0: an insurance. Uh, lender. He's right down here. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Adam's a good dude. Yeah. Good dude. Great oh, dude. That's a good crew right there. So actually. it was fun. So it was fun. Yeah. They're,
0: they're, Buck used to teach skiing. Adam was. Adam's kind of like wild man, like self taught skier, but like I've good gotten. Good dudes mu- for sure. Man. I've gotten much better because. He's the guy that goes in the morning with me, me, right. him, and Jared. So yep. Adam's good because he pushes me because Adam's kind of like. His give a shit factor is like very low. He's like, ah, let's just do it. Like, huh. hey, which what, direction? He goes down. Like, he's one of those guys. So I'm like, okay. So he's. He's taught me how to ski much better, kind of push me in my comfort zone. So, those two guys bring me up to the top of was it chair six is that what they call it, yeah, the top, very peak. Yep. And uh, so we're at the summit, whatever. Looking down, like let's go, let's go down skyward. As we're going up, it's getting like like you're hitting the like ice face, yeah, like the frost it's, line. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. <laughs> so we're going up. It's it's getting like visibility su- starting to suck. It's been a nice day all day. Visibility sucks. It's getting colder. It's windier. I'm going up. I'm like I have no clue. We go off and well, coming from you if you're coming off the slope coming this way and skywards right there adam goes turns and dips off that's kind
1: of a drop and, right there
0: yeah. yeah and i'm like where are you guys going <laughs> i've never seen skyward in my life yeah. so i climb up i remember this vividly i'm standing there my pole my my uh tips are just hanging like this and it's foggy i'm like i can't even see them i have no clue i don't know which way to go down so literally, last time I had fuck it, and I—that's exactly what I said. Dip down went yeah. toot, toot. Just a couple cuts, fell. It took me like three minutes to get my ski back on, because it's such a severe slope. Oh, yeah. like I couldn't get my—I couldn't actually keep my balance to pop my ski in. And uh, so finally, I, again, very like um, amateur here. So then I go down, hit a couple more, and I just tumble. I luckily Buck stayed behind. I bet you I tumbled fifty yards down this mountain. And it was like too, too, and I'm just sitting there. As it I'm sucks sp- when you feel like you can't stop. As I'm spinning, literally in my head, I'm like, "Please don't get hurt." That's the only Why thought I had. I'm like, still rolling. I'm just like rolling. I'm like, please don't. Like, I'm not even trying to stop. I'm like, at some point, I'll have enough friction to stop. Just please don't get hurt. Got up. I was like, okay, I'm okay. And then I managed. So now I'm probably about halfway down Skyward at this point. I'm guessing I got all the way down the mountain without falling. But I haven't been down Skyward since. It's like PTSD of just like going down this. The fun
1: part of Skyward is right when you hit where the Gandhi chair comes in, right? Like where you would get off the gondola to to hit that. They kind of, they sort of ver- merge right there in that one spot.
0: Oh, far down, like down by Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Victoria. I look back and you are like, damn. Victoria is a phenomenal run. That's Victoria's like a killer. Run. That's probably my favorite run because mm-hmm. it's like that is a level. Victoria is a level where I'm, I'm comfortable. Like I can make it down there. It's still like I got to pay attention to what I'm doing, but I can still make it down skyward I get intimidated and then I haven't been down the other ones you know when you go up chair six and you have the loops that come underneath that yeah. chair I haven't been down that they're side. not open a lot yeah and that last couple of years they've been well at least last year they weren't open yeah um but trying to get better at it I don't know what maybe we'll try to go this year at some point
1: point. Uh, one thing I was suggest- gonna pass this year go by I'm yourself pumped. someday too I'm telling you skiing by yourself you don't have to wait for anybody. You go where the hell you want, when you want. There's something to be said for it. I do but, it sometimes, and I dig. But it. this
0: is the thing: like I'd be scared shitless to be by myself on because on, I just don't. I oh, have yeah, one, right. one is like I kind of know where I am now, yeah. which is it's crazy because I've been there for a year, but I kind I know where the trails are now. Sure, but it's still the idea of like. I'm not that great of a skier. Right. Like I, I find that I I've, got you. I've really been a year going, so I still feel like I'm a new person. If I get on yeah, the if slope, you want to
1: fly off in the woods. You want to make sure someone's watching you.
0: Oh, and I went through the woods one time, and that's incredible. Yeah. But it's like again, I was like going through like I, we went down bear. Was it the uh, the bunny hill, whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. But what are the bear? Over on
1: it. the kids side,
0: kids campus. Yeah, but we went through. There's like I guess a mountain bike trail through there. So Adam took me through it, but you can go through the gla- like the trails like you go oh, through the, the woods it it's right as you go up the as you go up the lift it's just the left there's woods there Okay, and you can go through those woods and there's a I guess a mountain bike trail so you're going through and actually hitting like these banks which is for the mountain bikes but you can go right through and there's a path oh, that's cool. but it's so much fun yeah. so then you get down I'm like that was kind of cool even uh-huh. though it was like a baby run Not I'm not going through the, the double whatever the glades up top so um, okay so we got that fishing now the other thing I wanted to ask you about because this was kind of like my childhood growing up where did the fascination from the dead start I would say, because you're the only guy I know that still has like a dead sticker on the back of his truck. I'm a deadhead,
1: man. So I would say my fascination with the Grateful Dead probably started 10th grade. So we had a, um, our, like our science teacher, Pam Parrott, who was awesome. She was the head of our outing club. I was in the outing club. Which and, is uh, like we would go on weekends hiking. We did spelunking, like an adventures club kind of thing. Expeditionary yeah, like, like outdoors. Like, gotcha. we, you know, we were always doing outdoor stuff. I, I've always been big in outdoor activity, like in the forest, hiking, whatever. So, in on these trips, Mrs. Parrot would always play the Grateful Dead. And so I just started liking the Grateful Dead. And um, I actually did. So, senior year of high school, we had to do like our senior paper and we could choose whatever we want. And I, I did mine on the history of the grateful dead. And so keep in mind, this is before, you know, I couldn't just look stuff up online. Like we still had to use encyclopedias and that type of shit. But Mrs. Parrott had all these old books that she had collected from her childhood on the grateful dead. So I was able to use like all her books to, to sort of piece this history together of the grateful dead. I'm a music freak. I'll say that like, so, the dead your number one band? I, up there with okay, the Allman
0: Brothers. I was going to say, because I you said you went to the Allman Brothers. I,
1: I've seen both in concert. Um, I actually saw the dead a couple times when Jerry was still alive. Yep. Um, Allman Brothers, I've seen, same thing, when Dickie Betts was still playing with them. I, I saw them a couple times. And, and I still, to this day, go to like the new reiteration. So, you know, the Grateful Dead now has Dead and Company, mm-hmm. which is John Mayer. Yeah. I've Phenomenal. never been a John Mayer fan. Like I was actually,
0: you were. Wait, you were or weren't? No, nah, okay. never.
1: And I was kind of pissed when they announced that John Mayer was with him. So it must have been Christ, it well, had probably 2011,
0: 12. Yeah. No, maybe even um, after that. Maybe after 13, yeah, 13 or 14. Yeah. I would say.
1: And I went and saw him down in Albany. Mm-hmm. I I always called the Knickerbocker and It's not called yeah that it, Time Union, Times Union Yeah. It. And I like went into it really not wanting to like it. And God damn it. He was so good. He was, he's really, really good. So since then dead in company, I've probably seen, I bet 15 shows at least like, um, we've traveled out and seen him in Colorado, out in Boulder. I mean, I've, I, so this summer I had five shows lined up and of course couldn't go to any Allman Brothers, same thing. So I still, co- I'll still go see like, uh, Tedeschi and trucks. Yeah. So Derek trucks who played with the Alman brothers, um, I love Warren Haynes, like Government Mule, I'll still go and see all the time. I'll, I'll pretty much go to any concert anytime. I love live music.
0: So, I'm the same. I love, like, I'm kind of, even genres of music. Like, if you said go to a rap concert, I would probably go just for the experience of going to a rap concert. Not Definitely not my favorite music. Dude, I've seen DMX. Like, you, you told me that, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I've seen some good, but like, I grew up, like, listening to, you know, my, my formative years were when... You know NWA, yeah, yeah, Early Public 90s. Enemy, yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's I listen to that stuff all the time.
0: So, um so basically, like the Dead, I grew up. My uncle, big like same thing, Deadhead, like listened to all the music. So like I'd go to their house, especially like in the summers, and he just had records playing, yeah. and he was just Grateful Dead records all the time. Like if you walk in a house and our music wasn't playing, it was weird. Yeah, and that's my house right now. Yeah, there's music all the time. So then when the invention of XM came out originally, when Sirius came out, probably, I was still fairly young. I'd say early 2000s was probably when that came out, and they brought on the Grateful Dead channel. Same thing. You go into his house, I still remember, he had this old old TV, blue screen, white rating, and he had it up on top of the fridge, and it was just all it did. It literally was just stuck on xm radio for the grateful dead channel all yeah. time so you'd walk in there you would be like hey i just gotta go drop something off at their house like you just like, walk in to put something on their table and it's just music playing yeah. and it was the best and we used to walk like magazines we'd look at you know read stuff watch little documentaries that he had or, or back then like like uh, vhs or whatever of these videos and uh same thing when i got into high school it was like just downloading you know just downloading the dead and yeah. listen to them all the time so I ended up seeing them, I've only seen one show, it was 2009, he we went down to Times Union, and that was, Warren Haynes was playing with him, oh, he yeah. played for, uh, in place of Jerry that time, and that was a trip, that was the first time I ever went, went down Shakedown Street, I like, yep. did all, like, Shakedown Street after a wow, show right. is, yeah. it was like a zombie apocalypse, yeah, like, yeah. D- there's there were people straight up walking at me that didn't know where they were, and oh. it was amazing, there was a bus that rolled in looked at the bus, all graf not graffiti, I guess graffiti, yeah, it was graffiti. all like, it was all like, um, tie-dyed colors, guy rolls down the window, which way is Albany? Like, you're here, brother, <laughs> you're, you're, on you're it. here, <laughs> so park your bus right there, and so like, this guy parked, bunch of just dirty hippies all come walking out, they're just traveling around, and it was, it was a time, we started out, beginning of the show, upper decks, End of the show, 10 rows back, center stage.
1: Oh, yeah. It's amazing how you can sort of. Like nobody like. Nobody cares. People yeah.
0: in the seats were all. I don't even know where people were. We just kept climbing down. Nobody. It was the only time I'd never been through a security check yeah. for a concert. They literally just huddled you in, let you do your thing, and then huddled you eh, out. Pretty chill crowd, I feel it like. It was chill. There, yeah. there was not a thing that was hey, ever going to happen You there. see
1: people when you go to the shows that aren't even like, you know, they're down in like the, the atrium for the bathroom. Just dancing the entire yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Like they never even made it in to see the show. You see that all the time. Yeah.
0: It's 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 great. And the uh I mean we bootlegged, like we got a t shirt. It was like, give me the medium. It was like a double XL, of course. Back I mean these guys are all like making them in their van. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like whatever. It's like first medium. show
1: I went to was ninety four in Highgate, Vermont. Yes. Like my mom. The only reason
0: I realized uh, my parents wanted to do that. That's the only reason. Oh, I yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: My, I remember it was like me and four or five of my buddies and my mom let us borrow her caravan. It was the only thing where we could fit everybody. So
0: we're, how old were you at the time? 20?
1: Oh no. Uh, well no you've
0: been less than that. 17, 18, 18? 18.
1: Yeah. Wow. I just, I, I just graduated high wow. school. It was the summer before college.
0: But you were down in Glen Falls.
1: Living in Glen Falls. So you drove
0: all the way up to Highgate. I drove all the
1: way up to Highgate. Like, literally busted out my mom's window. I think we had just hit the Vermont border and somehow, like, broke the window. We couldn't roll it up anymore. No idea where we were staying. We just had tents. And we ended up in this field up in Highgate and, like, just put up tents. And, like, we'd walk over the show.
0: So, yeah, there's something to be said about, like, I just love the music. Like, and then when you talked about, um, like obviously I started listening to the dead probably late nineties was probably early 2000, like uh, hearing them, you know, and I wasn't like, I wasn't like jamming to them, but like high school is when I really got into them and same thing, senior, senior year, junior. I don't know. One of my high school years, we had to do, um, we had to take, I think it was music and we had to do something with English around lyrics. And I did friend of the devil, which is one of my all time favorite songs. Great. And, uh, so like that was what I did my my thing on, and like how how was like because music is like poetry, and, like it which it is like a lot of those guys are phenomenal writers. Who
1: wrote that one? Was it Hunter? Hunter? Robert Hunter? Robert Hunter. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So. Um, so yeah, so I did it off Robert Hunter it was the the lyricist or whatever, and uh, it was just one of my all time favorite songs, and that was I remember doing that maybe it was tenth grade. It was it was pretty early on, um, but I remember like just these old footage of the of the dead and like of course i was never around when jerry was alive but like jerry was like you knew who jerry was at my when i was a kid like i just knew you know just what was it like no middle finger like i just knew you just knew jerry like and and uh so we had a blast and then um i a couple years last year two years ago i watched um was it the other one that oh, was yeah. called? About Bobby. About Bobby. And yeah. it was phenomenal. <laughs> Wild, right? And, and like, yeah. get a look at Bobby. Because back in the day, Bobby was pretty clean cut.
1: Oh, he was like, a kid when he started playing. Kid, had no beard. Now right? he looks
0: like this grungy old, like he's got like, you know, war, war veteran who's been on the shanty. Dude shant- is
1: still yoked. Phenomenal shape. Yes. Great like, shape. He's always been big into like taking care of yourself, working out. Like you watch him now. He does a lot with like the mace. No, oh a, really he works out on the road like, you see him because he always wears he wears tank and tops yeah. And, yeah he's
0: for <laughs> yeah. late 60s yeah. he's got to oh, be at least 70s is yeah. he 70s like 70s wow right? i mean he looks, early 70s early 70s he looks great yeah. yeah and um mickey mickey and um bill are still on the drums right
1: yeah and those guys are both in the mid 70s
0: yeah so when i went and saw him in 09 phil was still playing with him. oh yeah and uh but that was and, and warren place was in for uh for jerry and that was that was like the original lineup because that was the cool thing about going in 09 was they had all of them back except Jerry and they had Warren Haynes played for him. Yep. So that was wild. But what I didn't realize, my uncle told me before the show, and is this true? I want to just verify with you. If they play a song on the tour, they don't play it again. Is that true?
1: No, not necessarily.
0: So not. they will play Double yeah, Up. Yeah,
1: sometimes. Um, As
0: he said, like if you, they play Sugar, like I love Sugar Magnolia. If they play Sugar Magnolia, they're not playing at any other time on the tour.
1: Certainly now with Dead & Company, you'll catch the same
0: a little song, more,
1: a little more, but yeah. I mean, you figure back in the seventies and eighties, man, they were just walking out there and playing whatever the hell happened.
0: Yeah, and, like the catalog wasn't like, like I, I think, I don't even know, like, like so. So I don't know if they're more main. Like de- the Dead was never very mainstream. Like
1: not until like Touch of Gray.
0: Well, that's just to say, Touch of Gray is probably their biggest hit. If you had to ask somebody about the Dead, but like, yeah. and Dead but, had
1: his hate Touch of Gray. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a mean, lot like, of them are like, nah, we don't want to hear that. Yeah,
0: like, well, I mean, I in my, maybe my, the problem is like. Like uh, Scarlet Begonia, Sugar Magnolia, Sugaree. Those are like the three that I really like. And there's sure. obviously there's like Friend of the Devil. I mean those, but there's some more like, you know, deep cuts that are like I probably don't even know if they sung.
1: Yeah, listen, check out like late '60s Dead when Pigpen was still. Yeah, playing. yeah. I mean he's really the father of the Dead, but like they had a very bluesy kind of feel. And there's some cool. Was that like old, Tennessee Jed like that? No, nah, e- even back like. um the other one was like an old late sixties that you used to hear a lot in and, and Denton and company still play it now, but you know, out from like the film war in San Francisco, some of those old shows were just freaking incredible.
0: Yeah. There's something, to, and like, I don't even mind, like some people don't like all the like improvisation the, with the space, they call it. Yeah, and like, I get it. But like, I mean, if you're, if, if you know, you got like, you know, a few subs, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like if you're, you're in the zone, like you,
1: well, so I used to trade tapes a lot in college. And in, in that was a big thing is like, you want, you know, that back when you still had like tapes and yeah. you wanted kind of those first generation tapes. And so that was a big thing is oftentimes in those tapes, people would usually take out the space because you wanted as much room on the, the tape.
0: Yeah. Cause that could be half hour of just, Oh jam. hell yeah.
1: Like, yeah, money. You're sitting in your house, listening to the dead and you're not listening to space. So yeah, that was always taken out of a lot of them was that, but I mean, I used to have hundreds upon hundreds of, of tapes from shows and I'd catalog them, make them sure they were in order. Do you <laughs> still have
0: them like old, old
1: somewhere? I couldn't tell you where they are. That's probably in my mom's house somewhere. That's where sure she'd love to get rid of them. Maybe she already has. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I would like to go see him and, and the only one I'd probably go like, the problem is I like, I would have to go to the dead with like you or somebody that I knew that was into him. Cause like I, my wife wouldn't go with me to him. Yeah. So like, that's my biggest issue with like some live music is I'm pretty much open to anything. She is very much like, no, I don't I don't like it. I'm not going. All
1: right, so my wife is the same way. John Mayer changed that.
0: So My, my wife hates John Mayer. All right. So this is go. the problem. And okay. I'm sitting there, I'm like, right. but like, if you go on John Mayer, at, I think it's at the Gorge playing Sugary like two or three years ago. Yeah. And he has a solo on there. You can walk, look, look it up online. It is incredible.
1: He, I mean, he is a killer, killer guitar
0: player. I mean, when you got guys like, you know, Clapton and, and you know, these guys saying that like, no, Mayer's... One of the best Did all you? time. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and like I said, he is kind of goofy. He does like his, I, I love watching his Instagram stuff. Cause he's sitting there and he's just like the music theory that guy knows. I, like I'm sitting there trying to learn guitar and he's just like, yeah, you can do this and you can do this. And, you know, like you're learning about the guitar and like, thanks, John. Like yeah. that was a cool little free. I
1: didn't want to like him with Dead and company. And I really do.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's incredible. He's, he's absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, w- w- now switching back gears, like, being up, up here, like how, how were you ever in the Plattsburgh market prior to coming here? Or was this kind of like well
1: like- Yes. So I had you know, there was there was two agents here prior to me. Um Jay Curley, which is the mm-hmm. one whose office I kind of inherited, mm-hmm. um, and another guy, Chester. Uh but but yeah, prior to that I had reached out to both of them and sort of, hey, do you guys mind if I market Plattsburgh too? And they were cool with it. I don't know. I, I just dig Plattsburgh. I think Plattsburgh's cool as hell.
0: So, and th- now, like, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm not part of, like, the space of Lake Placid. Yep. Like, how does Lake Placid compare to to here? Just, like, overall, like, business demographics, is it pretty, like, tight-knit? Is it pretty, like, low-key? Is it have, like, a lot of... Like, when I say that is, when I go to Lake Placid, I'm always looking at Lake Placid as it is a tourist area. It is... There's people that live there, but it's very secluded. Like half the people are second homes. Like, and of course, that's more from a real estate space. But when you talk about businesses up there, obviously there's restaurants and there's you know you go down these side roads and there's other companies. It's not just the the main drag through. Um, how do you find like Placid compares to Plattsburgh? Is it like is there a big difference? Do you think it's a lot of
1: similarities? I w- I would say people wise, it's similar. You know, it's it it's really Awesome, salt of the earth, you know, local people. And I would say from that perspective, it I have very similar clientele. Um, you know, people who want to come in and still pay their insurance premium with cash. Mm-hmm. They like coming in, they like talking. Um, f- from that aspect, I would say it's very similar. Um, one thing that was sort of, and, and I still can't figure this out, so maybe you can, but, you know, I, I certainly prior to COVID had way more walk-in traffic in Plattsburgh than I did in Lake Placid, which was interesting because clientele wise, I have about half the clientele here that I do in Lake Placid, um, but more walk-in. I would say seven to eight times the amount wow. of walk-in traffic. Like it was massive, this, massive was this, difference.
0: Was this on more Boyan or where you are now? Or about the same?
1: So more on Boyan. Mm-hmm. Um, I my only thing I could figure, Was because people from Moores, Champlain, you know, the surrounding areas, they're coming to Plattsburgh to shop. Mm -hmm. And I think we were one of their stops when they were coming into town to like get stuff done. That's all I can figure. Um, It's changed a little bit post COVID, certainly not the amount of walk-in that we used to have, but you know, I, I attribute that to two things. One. People, you know, during COVID, they really couldn't walk into the office for a while. So they, I wonder if they sort of figured out, okay, I can do this online. I can send a check, which I kind of hate because I like seeing people. Um, and I did also move the office. So I don't know if people, you know, they like to come into the other place and maybe they just haven't figured out they can come to the new place. I don't know.
0: Yeah. We, like, well, I don't know if we found a, a spike or not. I think like we, we ended up moving from our main hub for the longest time was Ross's point. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I, listen, I'm like, I live at like in Morrisonville, like I'm not, I'm not driving up there, driving back, and I can't work at the house, so I'm like, I need a place in Plattsburgh. This yeah. was when I had my my son, and it was kind of bouncing us around. And I told my dad, I'm like, I can't work at the house. Can we open up a little satellite? And then I met Aaron, and then kind of long story short, down there. Now we're in here, but like the foot traffic we have in a day, we used to have nobody. Like, I mean, you might get a, you get the mail person, and you might get one agent, and you might have a client stop in a day. It was very low key. Yeah. Here, it's not like people are going in and out all day long, but we probably have in a day average five, six people that come throughout the day. You know, every yep. hour to every two hours you may have one or two people that pop in. Considering we're not like a place that you there's no showroom. It's done very remotely. It's still sure. We get a lot of people that come, um, which is fun. Like same thing. It's like just fun, like if you're sitting there and someone pops in, you just say, Hey, how you doing? It's nice, it's like kind of a little reunion with certain people. It, yeah, it's, uh, it was hard to get ready
1: to, to reopen, though. Like, that was a big challenge because... From the new place? Not just from the new place. So, you know, during COVID, I move an entire office, have to redo an entire office. You know, I got all these desks delivered. Like, I was literally putting those together by myself every day. You know, I had, I had one of my uh, employees helping me do it, but, like, literally, like, screwing desks together. And then, you know, as far as from a health perspective and safely, you know... Getting guidance on how to reopen was freaking hard. So, you know, I it, it, it costs a lot of money to get these offices reopened. and I have like these sneeze guards up, and you know, I have to have cleaning crews come in once a week, and we're constantly wiping things down. Everyone's got the mask. I mean, it was it's just been really strange time to to, to move an old office and then try to reopen. I mean, it was it's been yeah, because you difficult.
0: reopened right when you came back, like June first. Yeah, legit. Like, yeah.
1: So so yeah, right when you know we were considered. Uh, essential. Okay. Right. So I could technically stay open, but I couldn't have people come in the office. So instead I had to very quickly get everybody working from home, which is tough, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know what's happening. I, I, I have a good crew, so I wasn't worried about it, but we would basically at like eight 55 every day, roll call, every, everyone getting a call. Like, okay, here's, here's what's going on for the day. Um, we, would do, we literally did that every single day. I had one person in each office, but with the doors locked, cause we still had to do stuff like, you know, we still had to take pictures of cars. That's a state law. Mm-hmm. If we do insurance, we gotta take photos of the car. If we're doing life insurance, we have to witness a signature. Normally I'd have them come in and sign a signature pad. We couldn't do that. So we had to like print papers. We'd leave them in the mailbox, watch people through the door, like signing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it was strange. And then yeah, on top of like COVID, I've now signed a lease and have to move my entire That's office. Wild. To, oh, it's just crazy, man. Absolute craziness.
0: Um, so is the new space bigger? Size bigger
1: size-wise. Size wise. So um, yeah, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have I have basically seven spots in there. Um, I have a. I took the tiniest office. Like I have a little kind of a cubby office. I have a, a large office that we all use when we need to have like private conversations with mm. somebody. And other than that, it's just like, It's a wide open space. It's cool as hell.
0: So when we talk about like growing, are you planning on growing market share? Growing, I mean, growing in size of agents or staff when that time comes. Like if you start bringing on more business, obviously that's like that's us. Like I'll start hiring when it's necessity to hire new people. Yeah. Um, So are is that kind of like the the growth model that you're looking at, like, Hey, I got a five, 10 year plan. Like this is where I want my numbers to be. This is where, yeah. I, yeah.
1: Like I know it's, exactly where I want to be. I know exactly how I think I'm going to do it again. That stuff changes. But yeah, I mean my, my thing is I am putting everything back into marketing back into my employees. Yeah. I just want to keep growing this.
0: so thing. so like when you talk about like when you're doing numbers and marketing, this is stuff that everybody in the office knows. Like you're like, Hey, these are my goals. This is what we're going to get. So this is like very transparent as to like, I mean, what that's my thing.
1: is like, look, I'm, I'm investing in this because I'm investing in you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get you as many phone calls a day as I can possibly get. Like, mm-hmm. it's now, now your job to make sure you're you're getting this to the people.
0: Yeah. And that, that's kind of the, the role I've slowly been taking on and will translate more to is just kind of like the business development or business generator of the company. Yeah. And then keep bringing on people because, like, we've grown – People wise, in like the last two years, we've gone from like six to like eighteen people. So yeah. like, or nine, yeah, something. Like we've grown to almost three times the amount of people, which is good. But it's like, then I'm like, I'm on calls today. I'm like, how do we get even more people to these people to close more? So it's like, I can see the growth pattern happening, and it's yeah. it's cool. It's like it gives you like an adrenaline rush because you're like you know you're seeing the numbers and then you start seeing the results and you're like okay like this is happening this is happening and then it's just kind of keep moving the pieces where they have to and it's it's a lot it but it's fun like i one of my problems like i have is like i'm never satisfied where i am so you it's know. like I, like i my thing like that's my when i was like hey i want to hit this 10 year goal i'm like well if i hit that 10 year goal and it happens then what the hell am i doing for the next 25 30 years yeah. so i'm like okay now i'm going to transition to let's do the business goal. Cause it's just a bigger goal for me to work on. And then it's like, I already know in my head of like what the next goal after that's going to be. And one after that. And it's like, it's just a matter of, okay, I hit the first one check. Okay. That was 10 years. This one's probably gonna be like a five to six year plan check, move on five to six years check, you know, kind of deal like that. So then I look at like, you can have like 20, 25 years and like, you just keep like the snowball effect you just keep rolling that snowball so now it's just like a boulder by the time you're done dude i'm never content
1: like i have to have a next project like i have to have something to work on i I, you know i i get people you talk to sometimes that are like i'm not looking for any more work i'm too busy yeah dude i don't have that in me okay if i'm too busy then i'm gonna bring someone on to help lessen that and stay busy like i
0: i had that i had that conversation today i'm like well I'm what I'm talking about right now, I'm not even going to talk to these people. We're not talking about like new clients or like I, like I don't have time but I'm doing this for the rest of the company because I'm like, because like, I still want to grow. Like I don't want to yeah. say no to anybody so I'm like how do I, who do I have to hire to get more, to to, to service more people and that that's kind of the, like my goal It's like okay, if we've got two staff, I want a third next year and then we're going to probably bring on a couple agents here and then like I'm just seeing this whole thing transpire but then it's like how do you just keep, overflowing the cup every year so let's just keep bringing out more cups and I'm like that's what I'm like I'm like building the cup tower and just yeah. keep pouring in the water I'm like I'll just keep adding cups at the bottom if we got it so Dude, you'll
1: never hear me say like I am not looking for new stuff right now I'm too busy like I never know. going to have
0: It's well, it's like when we go to the morning meetings it's like yeah send me cuz some people are like ah, I'm just you know, I'm I'm kind of busy right now I'm crazy. like I'm like send it to me cuz yeah. if that means I got to hire another person I'm in yeah, I, I guess like, it's a good man. thing to hire people I like agree. I'm I, like I'm I'm well, you
1: know in the, the running joke I always say is like a good business owner hires people that are good at stuff that they're not. Oh, yeah. Right? And I'm, I always go, I'm good at nothing. So, so that's really easy for me to find good people. But, I, you know, that is something, too, with hiring. Like, okay, this person's good at X. This person's not. So let's have them cross-train, but also make them, that's their focus. Like, that's what they do. Do you do a
0: lot of cross-training?
1: <sighs> yeah. and I mean, not as much as it depends on time of year, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, if again, the offices are an hour apart, there are times where I'll send, you know, a person from Lake Placid to Plattsburgh to work there for the day and vice versa. I'll do like, I call it the office manager mashup. So my two office managers, I send to the other offices on any given day. Um, we also do a lot of like, uh, I try to do like team dinners. So we're all getting together. I just, I just don't want it to be like a Hey, our office, our office. I want it to be, it's, it's our, all one big office. Um,
0: so the people from both units know, each like hell yeah. I'm sure
1: that they're now that being said, I do like a little friendly competition between the two offices. That's always fun. So I'll oftentimes, you know, I'll, I'll get like an IM started where, you know, someone in Plattsburgh just. Did something great. I, I am. Everyone, you yo, know, Josh is killing it in Plattsburgh today, and then that just gets this whole thing rolling. I love that. stuff. So that's a good thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. yeah. yeah. I was gonna
0: say because I think well, I am saying like people in real estate. So if you're in, like a competitive person and you're you're in like a sales kind of industry, like you need to have like that that compet- competitive fire. Like, I don't know how you like. I don't know how I can do sales. And again, I tell people I'm like I don't really I don't care what anybody else does the person I, I know it sounds cliche but i am so competitive with myself yeah and, and i've never been with anybody else Like if i look at like i when i do this the goals and say i'm like hey i want to be the number one agent i i have no control over those other 150 people i don't but i said i know my goals i know if i can keep hitting these goals based on what i've always seen in the market like i'll be number one following this track and like yeah. that's it so i have always looking at myself i'm like okay. I had this next year, my next, like, I'm like, I'm a one, I'm 120% growth guy. So, like, what I hit, goal next year is easily multiplied by 1.2, and that is my goal next year, yeah. and I round up. So then it's like, and that's the that's the thing is every year if I can hit that goal, I mean, at a certain point, like, I'm hitting the point now where I'm like, eh, probably not can hit the 20% mark, but even if I grow 10% each year, I'm like, that's a pretty good Do you track rate. it throughout the year? Oh, yeah. I do weekly, man. Like, honestly, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, literally, this is sitting up in front of me. I had it next to me, and then we pushed it over here, and, like, I got, I mean, I got my goals over there. So like go right there, goal plus 20%. So yep. like that was last year plus 20% of this year. And then I got like how far I am, what I got, like my pending to what I have. I think I'm down to 40,000. I got it like, so I'm getting there. Yeah, like for sure. And we got about six, five weeks left in the season that I got to do this and then get those all closed. So it's like, it's going to happen, but it's like, but that's I'm the numbers. I guy.
1: always do weekly on Wednesdays. I do month to date versus prior year month. To Actually, day. wait, I just set that. I got to show you this.
0: So, you might actually like this. So, so, check that out. So, this thing my buddy gave me, and Adam, and I'll, full disclosure, Adam Crosley gave me this, and he gave it to me in 2015. Now, this thing has taken some, uh, Some uh, I've redone a couple things, found like, he's coming from the mortgage world, he gave me one, and then I'm kind of like, okay, how do I tra- transition this to a, to a real estate metric?
1: You do this for all your peeps? like all your employees working on it it's okay.
0: not I'll be honest I've done a crap job since uh since the start of covid I yep. I didn't fill this out so I haven't really filled this out completely since March if I look up I have a place well up on my shelf there I have every single week from 2015 May of 2015 I started doing it to now so I was I did 5 or 6 years 15 16 17 18 19 20 so this is my sixth year of doing this. Now it's been bad this lot like six months just because I got away from it once COVID happened. But the whole thing on it is that's the week. So when you yeah. talk about doing it a week, like I have all my metrics down the side. It's like who am I meeting, and those are those are the metrics that I found for myself that like move the needle the most for me. Sure. So if I can do those, that's great. Obviously, there's other stuff during the week, but it's like I don't need the Most of the stuff I can transition back into this right here, and I use
1: something very similar. It's it's a have you, you've heard of Salesforce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I use Salesforce in my office. We all do. Is that, is that like a like kind of a it's like, tracker production? It's tracker, like a, honestly.
0: So you just go in lead and lead and
1: production tracker. Yes. So you guys can all punch in. Is it called what? Sales what? Salesforce. It's a national company, um, but but that's really what we use. I mean, the running joke in my office is like, if you're using this correctly, you're going to wake up every day employed. Yeah, you know who you've talked to, what you got to follow up with, what the past conversation so, is.
0: and There's things I want to do on this that are even like, there's more to it, I guess. But it's, yeah, I mean like everything, like down to podcasts, down to social media posts, down to like, and there's certain things on here. I'm like, I, I'm not really doing a good job now on this, but it can get much better. But it's amazing when you start feeling this thing out because it's at a glance. I'm like, I'm, I want 15 appointments and I'm like, yeah. I'm at 12. Okay, like something was bad. I wasn't on my A game this week. Uh, but this thing is like you said. When you talk about weeks, I break stuff down into, like, I don't look at that as a year; it'd be overwhelming. But you break sure. it down to a week, and like, you okay, I can to. get, like, I can I, get one deal in a contract this week. You can't
1: set goals and not track activity; it it just doesn't work. Like, I,
0: well, well, that's that's the thing. So uh, I just had this meeting, and again, this was like a weird year with with goals and stuff. But I had you know started doing some quarterly meetings with the agents, and I'm like, listen, I just read them. I'm like, okay, we're gonna go over goals. A bunch I do want you to do the same thing I'm doing. I want you to do one, three, five, like I. I want you and I had a conversation with a couple girls. I'm like, listen, like if your ten year goal has nothing to do with real estate, great. Yeah. What's your ten year goal? I said if it means that you're by year five, I told one of them. I said you wanted uh, one girl wants to own a bed and breakfast. I said if your goal is to own a bed and breakfast in ten years by the ten year mark, then I want to make sure that by year ten I have put you in a position to buy that and you're gone. Last goal. Like you're out. I don't want to see. Like I mean, I will try like hell to build up to do as much as I can to help you grow sure. that business from like a, you know, you know just a support system, but that's my goal. Like Because I want to know their goal, so it gives me a goal to help. Because I kind of think like I'm working back, like if you have no desire to stay in real estate for 30 years, you want to do it in five years, just kind of be a, a means to an end to another career, then let's do it. Like I have no problem, let, let me hit your goal. But it was funny, they sat down and I pulled out their sheet. I had all their sheets from what they wrote at the beginning of, Good. at the end of last year, and I started reading off the goals. Some of them hit their goals, but when I read them, the goals, the ones that were hitting their goals didn't even realize they had given me those goals. They just happened to hit them. Obviously, they're goals, but they weren't like actively trying to hit that goal sure. from that sheet. And eight, 70% of most of the goals were not hit. Cause I'm like, you guys, you guys, like some of them I'm reading, i like, oh yeah, I forgot I even wrote that down. I'm like, yeah, cause you guys don't put these anywhere. Right. Like, I don't look at that stuff. Like, enough. yeah, if you have a goal, like I, I have like every, like in my thing, like, why you're doing it? What's what's your goal? Like the main goal, big goals. Like not just like I want to close this this year, but it's like what what's your major why of why you're doing real estate? Like it's not. Is it? It could be. Hey, I want to make an income. Usually, as like what I did when I shifted, as you started to get better at what you did, it went from okay, I want to make an income to that's kind of a check, you know, as long as I'm, I don't like completely get sick or fall off the wagon, but then it becomes of like, okay, what, what's a bigger impact than just making some
1: cash. And yeah. like, dude, and, that's in different people are motivated by different things. That's yeah. something that I learned early on is like, I had to realize, you know, okay, okay. This guy may be motivated. He just wants money. Mm-hmm. This person wants more time off. I had a woman working for me one time. She was older, had kids. And like, we were doing this whole contest and she was like, you know, okay, you're putting cash on the table for this contest. She's like, I really, I want a washing machine. She's like, if you give me money, I'm going to spend it on stuff for my kids. I really need a washing machine. So can we make this contest where if I, you know, win, will you buy me a washing machine? And I sort of had this aha moment. Thank God it was my first year in business. I'm like, oh yeah, like just because, you know, this person's motivated, motivated by this, or what I think people are going to be motivated by, maybe they're not. So I would have never thought to like, and I did, I I bought her a damn washing machine. Yeah, Uh, And it was a thing that she just knew, even if I had given her the money and said, okay, here's the money to buy the washing machine, she'd spend it on something else. And she knew that. Whereas if I had the washing machine delivered to her house, she got a washing machine. Yeah. so That's pretty dope. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was big for me, you know, I, I can't necessarily, I'm going to do the overview of where we need to be. Yep. Okay. Which I need you on board to do, but what's going to motivate you to get there?
0: Yeah. And that's, and I, I, like, this is the week I'm going to check because part of like the weird thing, our insurance agents, are they employees? Are they independent contractors? Like, how does that work?
1: No. So my people are employees of Mike foot agency incorporated.
0: Okay. So they make salary, maybe, maybe some type of, uh, I don't know if they make any kind of benefit. Or I, yeah, commission, I sort of have
1: a mix. So I have some salaried people, I have some hourly plus commission, but yeah.
0: So, like in real estate, you're an independent contractor. So, like the hardest part that I've found when we talk about employees is like two.
1: Are you 1099? I, they're 1099. So, mine are all W 2.
0: Yeah, so technically they'd be on the books. I mean, we have a couple people that are W 2, but they're not agents. So, like right. the agents are the W, the agents are the 1099. So, I look at that as like it's so hard to get some of them to do stuff because it's like, i i'm not i can't force you like that's right it's on you so like when i'm saying hey fill these goals out i want to meet with you next week on the goals have them to me that was last week so i'm looking at of the five or six people i told that to how many are going to come and actually give me the one five, three, five, 10 year goals because then it's like and they might not and some people didn't do it last year but you know and this is another thing i'm like you guys can follow this i've been doing it for five or six years and i show them the first few months i'm like i wanted 15 appointments every week i was at three and i was at four and then i read through the ones from last time and like if i start go through it, it's like 15 16 22 17 you know like all these they're all above 15 but it's like that was just four or five years of me filling this out you know and it yeah. just it, it said if you want to it, it's it's easy like it's easy to fill it out but it's so easy to fill it out that people don't fill it out sure. because it's like just there, just like, well, not to mention a
1: lot of times you feel that stuff out. Now you got to be held accountable.
0: Well, that's that's hard for people, and that's the other thing, too. Because, like, shit, we well, said, like, 15. I'm like, I got in the business. My dad, when I first got in, said, if you have an appointment a day, you'll be an extremely good agent, yeah, like one face to face appointment a day. And I was like, okay, now it's like that seems funny to me, but it was like back then, I was like, okay, what just get one today? I just need one person, and that could be just taking someone out to lunch, like, it, sure. it doesn't even have to be a showing, a listing, um, you know, anything special. It's just like, get yourself out there. But, like, again, five or six years of doing that, it's like, okay, now that one seems crazy that you could only have one a day. That's that
1: old saying, like, today's goals are tomorrow's standards, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I love that. And that's that's basically what it is because the amount of stuff that I did, things are just different now, which is awesome. But it's, like, it's cool to see the the work, you know, back-ended. So the other thing, the one thing I always find about, and I want to hear your take on this. Having taking the business because we're both, I think, and we just talked about off air before this, we're both in a historically old industry, a very stuffy industry like real estate. Up until when I first got into real estate, I thought real estate was very like stuffy, old school, like insurance. I would think would be the same. How do you find that insurance has changed since two thousand seven for you, if, if at all? And did you ever have a moment? You're a very outgoing guy, very personal guy. You know, you you know, go and put you in a room and you'll be fine. You can handle yourself. Were you like that in 2007 when you started? Have you grown into that by, with that natural? Did you grow into it? And how have you found that has affected your business or affected you personally within that sphere?
1: I'll say this. I mean, I've always run my jibs. I'm just one of those guys that have always talked to anybody about anything. Like I, I genuinely enjoy talking to people. That being said, I also like my quiet time too. Like that's my ice fishing alone or skiing alone. Like I need that aspect also. Um, But no, I would say that has helped me tremendously. I mean, especially, you know, really going into two towns now that have, you know, a lot of these places I've gone to, they're kind of old networks. You'll see most insurance agencies are sort of uh, handed down through generations. Um, So kind of overcoming that. You know, in Lake Placid, you get it all the time. Well, you're not a local. Like, nah, I'm not. Like, you know, I, I make jokes about it now. But, yeah, my personality and being able to kind of talk to people and, and you know, get them over, like, the stuffy insurance agent thing. Like, I, my office motto I say all the time is, like, look, we take what we do seriously. People are calling us at the worst time. We don't take ourselves seriously. Yeah. You look at, you know, you look at my Facebook and Instagram posts. I make memes. Like we have kind of, it's goofy, fun stuff that we do. That being said, like, you know, if you're in an accident, yeah, we're on top of it. We're going to get after that. But yeah, like we were saying before that the mean age agent for state farm, when I came on board at age 30, was like over 60 years old. I mean, that, that was our average aged agent. And I, I think they realize, like, that's not sustainable. Like, you got to have young people in there. So, you know, I, when I opened at age 30, I was a very young agent. We have agents now coming on board 24, 25 years old, which I think is cool as hell.
0: Like, well, same thing. Like, the, the amount of younger people, like, I'm 30, and there's probably five, six people that are younger than me right now that are here in their 20s, which, again, real estate average age is probably low to mid-50s. So it's and people are always like oh are you I, like i don't recruit anybody like anybody that comes here is like just rolled up and said hey listen like i like what you're doing i want to like talk to you about possibly doing real estate I'm like great let's talk about it but it's there are a lot of people in my demographic cuz they they see me on social media they see me on instagram they see yeah. me on and it's not by design that i'm trying to do t- like to do that to attract certain people like if someone came in they 50 years old and like they're cool as shit then yeah 100% you're on board yeah. but it's just by ha- it just happens that the younger crowd is more it, which is cool because That's going to be part of our competitive advantage going forward when our average age is like low 30s and most other offices are 20 plus years above that. I mean, that's a huge, I think, advantage going forward. But the fun part of it, same thing, it's like I have a lot of fun, but what I've noticed the last couple of years, like real estate has gotten way more fun the last few years because I've really put myself, like my real self out, let's say real self, but like people have like see it, like it's not like we're hiding anything, like you... I do these podcasts. We do realty talks. I was doing the vlogs. We're doing all this stuff. But people just see me normally. We're you know chit ch- chatting. And the good thing is, the clients that I'm starting to get are way they're like me. Sure. Like they're they're attracted to me. So they yeah. show up and like, hey, we want you to work with us. And I find out they're like awesome people. I'm like, this is so much easier than when I started. That I was just dealing, like, I was trying to like, I would work with anybody. Now it's I, I'm now to the point where I may not, I kind of have a luxury of. A lot of the clients that want to work with me are really cool people that have sought me out or for whatever reason, I pre-sold myself to them yep. and now they're like, yeah, I want to work with that guy. So have you found that as a change for you or? Hell yeah.
1: And and I think something we're fortunate too with up here is even the young generation still has a good sense of community here. Like I, you know, I, people joke all the time, like, you know, the young kids don't care about that. I, I think that's incorrect. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the people living around here still feel that, like, you know, and they know that they're local insurance guy could they go online and buy something? Sure, but do they know that if the shit hits the fan, I'm gonna be there? Yeah, they get that. And plus, I give back to everything like I'm constantly sponsoring concerts, sponsoring sports teams, like yeah. I'm, I'm involved in the community and I give back in contrary to what people say about the younger generation, I think that people still appreciate that. And that's a good thing. And, you know, I try to hire young people to reflect that, you mm-hmm. know, that was always my joke. And like, well, you're not a local. I'm like, nope, but every single one of my employees is, yeah. you know, I have people that have lived here their entire lives. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that the more established you become and the more people get to know you. And like, I just did a whole big, thing on Instagram and Facebook of like, get to know my team members. I, yeah. I, I didn't put myself on there at all. Like these are my team members. Here's how they're involved in the community. And it was a huge hit. Like people love the fact like, oh yeah, I know Josh. I coach my son's, you know, baseball team. So
0: do you, so do, do you find like, like now kind of getting into that space a little bit more? Do you find, are you finding like, that's something you like, you, we talked about this. Like that's something you've always wanted to do and kind of, you know, be a little bit more active on social, social media, talking, yeah, yeah, social media and just being in, like, that was one of the things I have fun with it. I want to get more into it, but um, like my next hire, what I want to do is I want to like have a social media person in house full time. Like I want someone in house that can just pump out content all day long. I kind of have that right now. So yes,
1: um, I have Sierra who's working for me. She's twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Like she's actually, I just talked to her the other day. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. She's yep. like to start with that. So she's really good at social media. Like she's she does a lot of the meme creation and ads. I bought her some sort of software so she can make, yeah. I don't know what the hell it was, but she can make these ads. Yeah. Run with it. <laughs> and, and yeah, she, and she does it. And then, um, another woman, Rebecca who works for me, who I, she's never been in the office. I've met her one time, but she's really good at like doing the Google updates and changing all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I kind of brought that stuff in house now. I'm never going to get rid of social media because I just like doing it, man. Like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You know, this morning I woke up, I took a picture of like loons and some I trees that were changing colors. I that, yeah. yeah like people dig that stuff. And, and you know, that's the key too, is I'm not usually pumping content. Um, a little it, more now I have been because of our, our rate decrease. Yeah. So, you know, I did one fun the other day and it was like fall into savings and save 12.5%. And I, I had, my post was like all of our quotes are pumpkin spiced. You know, just playing off the fall yeah. theme, so I, it, it fell flat. Like no one liked it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I I like doing that stuff. But
0: it's but you, you test it. Like are you like do you find yourself like as a creative person? Like do you like like when you? Oh yeah. Like it, it's for me, it's a creative outlet because I can have fun with it. 100%. I can make videos. I can. edit I like making stuff.
1: memes, man. Yeah, like, it's like it's fun. It, yeah. It's
0: just like, but it's like the humor kind of thing. Like Absolutely. you'd t- like something you would text your buddy, like a joke, and, and then you're like, well, let me just put it together and and post it, and then it falls flat. I always look at it, if right, if, right. if, a, if a post falls flat. This is what people do. They go through and not that good. And they just move on. Yeah. That's, that's it. It's a Oh, they're second. not saying this post
1: sucks. Like, yeah, no, you know they, they don't that. care.
0: Don't but care. if it's good, it stops and like oh that's cool. It, it's kind of like it's I've, like I've embraced my nerd. Like well,
1: I know I'm a dork. So like I, what's I like it's
0: it. like being a it, it Take take the analogy. Babe Ruth hit how many home runs? He also has he's a strikeout leader. Like people remember the straight, they don't know that stat. He's just he's the bambino, you know. Like he's got the Absolutely. home run record, so it's like because like, people count your wins more than your losses. Like your losses, like oh, whatever, people forget about them. So it's like, and and they don't really matter. It's like I, I always find that losses just like okay, that's just an opportunity. You learn from it, get better, and sure. then like your wins just stack up. Your losses just kind of float off, and you just keep stacking.
1: Like the, the interesting you, part is like boosting ads and then looking yeah. at the de- demographics of who respond. Yeah, Facebook. Boosts, It's a considerably older demographic than an Instagram boost.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Because you had to think like, so take Facebook. Like Facebook, when we, I got Facebook, I think my freshman year of college. Like you had to have an EDU mm-hmm. to get into it. So Facebook was like young kids, young kids, young kids. Well, and they opened everybody else. And everybody's like. My mom's on it. Well, it's like, now your grandma's on it, like, all the time.
1: My mom's on Facebook all the time. I don't even have Facebook.
0: I I, I mean, I have... A personal one, I don't have. Yeah, like, I have a Facebook, but besides, like, my wife tagging me in some photos of, like, the kids, like, I don't go on Facebook. Like, I I go on, I check my um, notifications, I'll respond to notifications, I'll post stuff, but I won't... I don't go through Facebook and scroll through it. I'm more on my Instagram, but Instagram's the same thing. Like, I'll go down through and I... I could probably follow 10 accounts because that's the only one I ever, because they're the ones that pop up at the top. So I look at them and then by the time I get past like five to 10 slides, I'm like, I'm done. I can't, I don't have time to scroll through Instagram all day. So, but Instagram is the younger platform. Eventually what's going to happen because you're seeing it now, people in their thirties and forties and fifties are on Instagram. And eventually that will go sixties and Mm seventies when, you know, grandma finds out that, Oh, I can go on Instagram and watch all these. Like my parents have Snapchat now because we send photos of the kids on Snapchat and like, we're in a group message, and they're on Snapchat more than I am. Like, I look at it, and I'm—you see the string of texts throughout the day of this. You know, like, you go through them. I don't even have time to read this. so I just skip it. But it's—but social media is fun. It's—it's it, it's a creative outlet. But it's—you do learn, like the boosting. Are you guys? I should say from the boosting perspective. Are you? Are you kind of handcuffed a little bit, insurance from what you can do? Because oh, real, real estate. Real yeah. estate. We are. Oh no,
1: I—I'm not only. Handcuffed by my corporate office on what we can do, but also from a state level. I mean, it's oh, yeah, it's, I'm talking state level. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, well, yeah. We, I mean, we are very, very regulated.
0: Well, so what happened in at least real estate, they came out like, um, uh, fair housing or HUD or whatever basically came out and said, like, which I don't understand why we can't do this. Like, if I was to run an ad on Facebook, I can't target geography, like, I can't t- target uh, zip codes, I can't yeah. target age, I can't target gender, I can't. Right. I can basically just put it out there because every person has to be able to see that ad. And I'm like, what's the point of that from a real estate perspective? Cause I said, if I go put my ad in the paper, who can see that paper? Only people that subscribe or who are in a certain demographic or a certain area. So it's like, yeah. why would I have to, have, why would I have to post this to everybody in the United? Like it doesn't make, the argument doesn't make sense to me. Cause I said, you're kind of just pick, pick uh, picking on one area of, of marketing. But I said, if you're going to do that, then really everything of marketing you can't do. Like, I, cause you could argue that, well, if you're in some kind of paper and that's only circulated to one county, could you argue like that's fine? But like, well, it's fine. And I don't see that because you're still at that point targeting a certain location.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's weird some of the ads that I've had that they won't let me put up. So, yeah. So I did one of like, okay, it's safe to come into our office. I have sneeze guards. We have, hand sanitizer, we have masks. They wouldn't let me put that up because th- they flagged it as I was selling those things. I was selling, really? trying to profit off COVID. And I was like, no, I'm not selling this. I'm saying the safety precautions we have in place. And there's a way that you can like go back and fight it. But it took them like almost a week before they were like, oh yeah, yeah okay, put it up. And then another one, One I, was, I do like a team member Tuesday where I, okay, here's my team member. One of them is involved in her local town council, and that was in there, and they they wouldn't, like even after I tried to get them to review it, would not put that up because it was political in nature just because she served on the town council. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting the stuff that they
0: it, won't let you do. It's too regular. Like it's too – so like there's ways you can hack around it a little bit. Like yeah. you can hack around like – I've done some research on it, but then even – you start going by like lookalike audiences and you start going by custom audiences and you start like there's certain things you can't do. So, I mean, there's, I've, I've kind of tried some stuff, um, but our, our Facebook lead, I used to do a ton of it a couple years ago and then they started like cracking down on it. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but the problem is it's like, it's not even worth doing. Cause like, Oh, well, some of it's just
1: arbitrary too.
0: Well, yeah, you, like well the, pro- I've had this conversation with Aaron many times, like we'll post an ad and like it gets kicked back. So I was like, why am I, why am I doing all this work because it's just more work on the back end and just sure. get it through so it's yeah, like frustrating too. Yeah, so it's like I don't have time to you, fight You often, these they don't
1: give you an answer why No,
0: it's just that. like it's done. It's like you've been flagged because of some very broad term. Yep. And then I'm and then it's like from Fair Housing. I'm like well, what's wrong with it from Fair Housing? There's nothing on. And I've had times too where I'm not even posting a house. I'm posting something but because I'm like affiliated and they see on my page or whatever there's something with real estate, like not a real estate ad. I'm like but I'm not I'm not Fair Housing you can you, it's for a house like sure. it's not our service how's my service anything different than it's not a you know i don't know so very, it's it's just a very octoberfest
1: sh- i didn't ad for octoberfest like hey who's going to octoberfest at whiteface this weekend yeah it got kicked back because i had to narrow the demographic to people that were 21 and up
0: like yeah. i just did a
1: general post yeah. but because i didn't you know it was technically 18 plus they made me ch- Change the demographic. It's wild. Well, think about it. yeah, because they I, serve alcohol.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, there's some stuff like that's it's fine, but it's like, man, I just think it's so nitpicky now. So it is. a lot of this stuff like we do a lot in social media, but this is this is exactly why when we started talking about like branding, like there's a reason we went through and completely redid our branding and focused so much on our branding because when shit hits the fan, if people people go who they know, like and trust, so if they can yeah. trust our brand because what's going to happen, all these marketing things we're doing now are going to go away because yeah. they're going to have so many rules and regulations and you won't be able to run an ad at all because it's going to have something that's going to be flagged for. Yeah. So I look at it. That's fine. I said, why do I hand t-shirts out? Because what are you going to do with a t-shirt?
1: Yeah, Right.
0: Hey, guess what? I'm going to hand t t-shirt. You can't put a, you can't put a, a uh, whatever limit on who can wear my t-shirt, you know? Sure. So there's, there's certain things that still old, very old school and there's stuff that's like more cutting edge and newer, but we've, We've completely punted certain things and gone different avenues because we're like big on Facebook. We have some, but like people have probably noticed we've taken a back step on that and are seeing our ads someplace else because it's like yeah, that's a better place to put the ads Absolutely, right now. Yeah. Better use of money, better use of exposure, better use of eyeballs. Oh, it's, like, so it's
1: not like there's someone reviewing those ads at Facebook either. Like they're just a uh, it's some sort it's of algorithm. search algorithm that says oh yeah you use this word no and, yeah and it's it's arbitrary it's it's crazy.
0: Um, so yeah no it's but yeah ads are crazy so. Um, I guess where, where, where going forward, you got 2020, like, is this where, cause you're, you're what you said a little bit over 40 now, age wise, 44, 44. Yep. So like 44, you seem like someone that's going to work probably well. And well, if, if you want to, I'm saying like, you, you probably have another 15 to 20 years of just like, I, I would think going at a pretty fast pace. Oh yeah. And cause I think we're both guys that like, we're really only going to slow down when like we want to or like what the i don't hell am I know gonna do know if i slow down well, that's the uh-uh. thing it's like i'm like phys- physically like i think i'll be fine mentally i think i'm just gonna be like the same like i think i'm just built like i just got to do something if yeah. not i'm gonna pick up like you fly fishing and just try to master fly fishing like yeah. that's gonna be i know my like but like what what is your plans over the next 15 years i mean is this kind of like hey i'm just gonna stay where i am I'm, i want to open offices like I, I mean if you could even say what you want to do or is it still kind of like not fully. It's
1: fluid. I would say two offices is enough. Mm -hmm. I I don't know that I really want to have more offices. What I would like to do is expand those offices. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I I would like to hire more people, um, get a bigger foothold in the community. I would like to be able to delegate more and kind of focus on stuff that I want to do. Um, you know, right now, I still kind of do it all. And I'd like to, be able to delegate that stuff out to other people and focus on stuff I'm good at I'm I, you know I should be out of the office more than I am right now I should be out meeting and talking to people yeah I'm there a lot um but but yeah two offices I think is <laughs> I'm good
0: well that's that's because we have a, people have asked me that like why don't you go to like Lake Placid and I'm like listen I said Lake Placid is a totally different animal for real estate yeah and I have no problem going to Lake Placid but I said the the I think the problem with some people is they try to grow too quick and they try to do too much and i'm like okay you know what i got one office i'm going to hammer that it's literally like i could sit there and whack a mole a bunch of nails i'm just gonna sit here and hammer this one nail yeah so it is so good and so like or sharpen it whatever you want to call it that eventually maybe but it's like that's what i find like when you said two offices like two that's why i was kind of thinking like would i open two offices at some point maybe but it would have to be we're talking years down the road. Like this has to be uh, like so autopilot for me to want to step away and go do it somewhere else. Uh,
1: That's, you know, the timing was good for me. And I I say that all the time. I'd rather do two offices really well than three of them shitty. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh yeah. You know, so that's important. But yeah, my, my crew in Lake Placid was so good that when state farm approached me about the second office up here, I originally said, no, you know, the, the, the agent, who was there before me had passed away suddenly Mm -hmm. great dude like big shoes to fill um and originally state farm just said like can he manage it until we can find somebody else I think I had agreed to do it for like six months a year and a half later I was still there and I just fell in love with like the people my employees the town but I knew that my Lake Placid office was running so well. And I, I think if you called any of my employees right now, they tell you they don't need me there, yeah. which is, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm going to be in there. So they're yeah. stuck with me. But, um, yeah, I really had the ability to focus on building my crew here and, you know, finding the right office and all that stuff. So again, it was like another challenge and I was like, all right, I'm up for this, man.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, do you find that you'll ever be a point where you you would step away from the, the business day to day. No, nah, hell no. Do you, you just like, I like it? Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I, I really like it. I don't, I, you know, I say that right now and, and I'll preface it with, I don't know what I'm going to feel like in 10 years. Who, yeah. who the hell knows? Um, but yeah, you know, great example. Like, um, yesterday I had scheduled myself out and I ended up like it was a nice day, but I really didn't have anything to do. So I, I went to work. I mean, I, I you know, I enjoy, being there, like, I don't know. I like picking up the phones. I like talking to people. I, I love, you know, helping my employees with something they're working on. It's cool. Yeah. I've, I've gotten like, I think six texts since we've been sitting here from, from my peeps. So, yeah, reach No, out. I, I don't ever see myself really stepping away right now. Could that change in 20 years? Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah. The, the only reason I would step away from the business if I had to do more of like kind of higher up like bird's eye view kind of thing where I had to work on bigger macro things than micro. So it's like my thing would be maybe stepping out day to day in certain aspects of deals where I'd still be involved in sales, but I wouldn't be doing the volume I'm doing where it's like, okay, why don't I do about a quarter of what I'm doing now with some maybe repeat clients or friends or people that I'm really close with and then let the other agents handle the overflow. And then I can work on improving the office or bettering it or just even just bringing in, more business for everybody else because I think I would do very good at that. Whereas the problem is, if you step away from it, you lose your edge a little bit, yeah. So, like, I love being in the day to day because I still am up, to, I'm up to speed. I have that, I have that. Like, right now, I look at like I got a really good skill set, but I'm in it all day long. It's kind of like going into the playoffs of oh, it keeps sports, you sharp, man. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm as sharp as can be, but then as I know, as soon as I'm like, okay, I'm gonna step away, that's when things start. Sure. You, you just you're not exposed to as
1: much. If I, not, if I was to step away, it would be. To spend more time with, like, volunteer boards. Yeah. You know, like, Are you on boards right now? Oh, yeah. Um, always on some sort of board. Like right, So right now I'm on the LPCA board in Lake Placid. But, yeah, I'm always very... What's LPCA? Uh, Lake Placid Center for the Arts. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've always been, you know, I've been on the Youth Center board. I was on a lending committee, um, you know, for uh, uh, the Adirondack... Uh, I can't even think of the frigging name of it now. But, anyway, like, we would have business owners come to us with a business plan that they were looking to open and we had money that we would lend them. So yeah, I've always, oh, gotcha. always been on a board. I love like animals, a shark tank man. Kind of thing. I'd love to be on like a, oh, what, what what one? I don't know. Like, so so when I lived in Glens Falls, I used to volunteer for the SPCA. Oh yeah. like dude, oh, I got a, to, oh animal. Yeah. yeah. I got to like walk dogs every day. It's the, a good freaking day. Do you have man. dog pets? I don't right now.
0: Yeah. So we, uh, like I, I've been asked to be on a handful of boards, but it's yeah. like, like I got two kids, I got one on the way. Yeah. Like it's like running this. I'm like, listen, like if I have free time, if I have any time away from here, it's most likely spent at home with the sure. kids, like in, in my wife. So it's like I, selfishly, I don't do anything. I, I would like to. I'm kind of setting myself up so I can do that kind of stuff in the future because I would love to do it. But yeah, like, it's fun. even if I start doing it at 40, I'm like 10 years from. I'm still like 30 years I can be on board. So oh, like, absolutely. You know, so it's kind of one. And, where, and you're
1: gonna find too a lot of these. You know, even for me at 44. I'm I'm oftentimes the younger person on some of these yeah. boards. Yeah. Like, I my argument is, we need people even younger than me to be on these boards. Yeah. But yeah. There, the, a lot of them are kind of older, and it's been the same people. Like, but I
0: think that's a hierarchy. Like, they they're done, kind of their working career. The kids are gone. That's they're what just kind of like, I gotta got to find something. It. And I'm the same thing. I'm like, I got nothing going on tonight. I'll go to a board meeting. I'll get to see some people. Sure. Get to ha- still kind of keep my mind working. Like, yeah. I think it's important. But I'll be doing it. Down the road so I've been,
1: I'm, I'm select on my boards like I'm always getting it, asked to join a board I want to make sure sometimes you see these boards where they just invite everybody in are just kind of bloated and in yeah the, no one shows up to the meeting so you can't mm-hmm. have a quorum to vote on anything like the hell's the point of that like yeah I like a lean mean like you need
0: five to seven done. tops agreed, agreed like the amount of times I'm sitting there like I, I there's one board I'm not on it but it's very near and dear to my heart but it's like why is there 11 people on this board craziness like, yeah, you need five, six of
1: them show up, and now you can't vote on a wait, goddamn thing. Well,
0: you need five. I mean, right. six of them were there just to take up take up chairs. Like yep. it's like it's not. So that yeah, I'm just like if you're gonna be that's my thing, and I, I tell so many people I'm the same way for fundraising. Like if you want to reach out to me and like hey, can you fundraise for this thing? Love to great cause. I will give you money because I I'll tell you right now I have no time to fundraise for mm-hmm. this. And I but I'm, I'm up for and honest with it. It's like, listen, I wish I could. I wish you could raise all the money in the world for you, but. Sure. Like, if I'm not going to give my effort to you, you're better off. Don't I just don't want to lie to you and have you rely on me, and I'm not going to do a thing. Yep, I agree. I'm going to be upfront that I'm useless. Um, so I guess, at, you know, we can kind of, you know, anything else you want to mention? No, man. Thanks for having so, me. So if uh, anybody needs to find you, give, give a little plug, where you are, how they get uh, hold 498
1: of you. State Route 3, the old kayak shack, right next to Champlain National Bank. Uh, number is 561-4121. Follow you on what? What's your handles on social media? Uh, so, insure with foot is is both Yahoo, uh, not Yahoo, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Insure with foot, F O O T E, Footy. It's like Footy. Footy. Everybody call you. Everybody call you Footy. My whole life. Really? I swear to God, people don't know my first name. Yeah. So, uh, but no like when someone State pronounces Farm.
0: foot with an e at the end, do they yeah. say Footy or Foote? Do you get well, different? it's like
1: the old Joe Dirt, right? Like, what do you say? It must be hard having the last name Dirt. And Joe Dirt says, "I put an e on the end, and pronounce it D R T. It's kind of cool." Yeah, I, I get people all the time. Is it foot? I'm like, nah, dude, just foot. I was
0: thinking, I was, I was thinking Joe Dirt the other day for some reason. I, I, I wanted to like, I'm
1: like, Dad, I haven't
0: seen that movie in so long. But so I, good. It, actually, no, it was. I was doing a podcast. I'm like, I was talking to somebody. My mind was like wandering. And I'm like, this was like. Kind of like Joe Dirt because he's just sitting there talking on the airwaves. And it was just who, – who's the guy interviewing him in that? Uh, Dennis Miller. Yes. Den- I was going to say I knew uh, he was a talk show guy. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's great. D- Joe Dirt. That's funny. Um, okay. Yeah, well, in there, uh, if you guys need to reach Mike, great dude. Um, stop in, see the new – see his cutout poster in the front row. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Jake cut out. Jake, cut out. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Um, no, I think that's it. So that's episode 91 of the Galen Trombley Show. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show.